I welcome you once again in the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, it's such a privilege and for me uh, to be able to look at the Holy Scripture with you this morning. And uh, before I start, uh, I just uh, want to pray. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, and you are God Almighty. And Lord, I just call you. I said, Lord, come. And come by the power of the Holy Spirit. Just take over. Take over my words. So take over whatever I will say today. In the name of Jesus. And whatever is unrighteous, Lord, I just take the authority. And say that to be away from this place. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. I, I uh, loved the song we sang, is uh, How Great Is Our God. You know, I was born in Africa, and uh, while I was born there, but yet God touched me here in England. But if I was uh, a, an African preacher, I would say, God knew, he said, that's Africa, I want you in Europe. If I was an African preacher, because uh, I'm just Donald, and what I can say is that God is good. God is good and he is great. And I would like you to know as well that the greatness of God is amongst us. In every way and whatever we are facing today, the greatness of God is with us. I just want to start asking a question. What's happened to my PowerPoint? A question, has anyone ever gone through a time of uncertainty? And that could be a family and friends, finance, work, church, and health. Nearly three years ago, I lost my job. And it was a terrible time of uncertainty for me and my family. And I was concerned about our finances and, uh, and trying to find another job. It's always a challenge. I, I uh, also had a dilemma because I lost my job around May, May time. And uh, also, I received a letter from uh, my Bible college. And they wanted me to confirm whether I wanted to continue my studies or not. But I remember, I do remember asking the house group to pray for it. And I also uh, asked the prayer line. And we were praying as well. But at the end, God made everything possible for me. I was able to find a job and then continue my studies. And I thank God and I praise God for that. But as a church... We are about to face a certain amount of uncertainty. And uh, because Pastor Mark is moving on, and uh, we are we're going to send him off on his, on his new journey with Jesus Christ, and as a church, we are trying and searching for a new pastor. But we don't know who God will send. And we don't know when he's going to send them. Because when we look at this book of Isaiah, Isaiah 6 is about going through, of, through, through a time of uncertainty. Verse 1, we are told in verse 1, we are told in verse 1, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on the, 
on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. The king Uzziah died in uh, around 740 BC of a terrible skin disease. And as a judgment for entering God's temple to burn incense. So it was a judgment for him. So the king dies. And when the king dies, the land goes through a time of uncertainty. But no doubt, Isaiah's vision has provided a sense of confidence at the time of uncertainty. Maybe you come this morning and you're going through that time of uncertainty and you don't know what the outcome will be. The book of, uh, of uh, uh, I'm not just going to talk about the film, but when we go through a time of certainty, that's the time we need God's vision. That's the time we need God first touch, or God perspective. The book of Philippians uh, tells us that uh, Philippians chapter 4 from verse 6 to 7 said, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus Christ. And that's a good verse. If each one of you going through that time of uncertainty. What I'm delighted about the leaders is that the leaders have called for a week of prayer in January. But my prayer is that God will grant a path, a vision, and a guidance throughout that process. And it's just the same for individuals as well. I mean, when you're going through a time of certainty and God asks us to pray, just pray. Present your request. And I, uh, it's my prayer and my hope that as you pray through your concerns, and God will grant you a path will grant you a vision and a guidance in the name of Jesus Christ. The verse 2 of Isaiah, we are told above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces, and with two, they covered their feet, and with two, they were flying. With two, they were flying. But here in this vision... Isaiah was going to the temple, but as he opened the doors of the temple and he saw the Lord, high and exalted. Just imagine you come through these doors of, uh, of NCBC and you open the door and you saw the Lord. How would you feel? Would you run? Would you stay there? Yeah? I don't know what the reaction will be on that day. I don't know what the reaction will be. But here, Isaiah is confronted with God's power and holiness in front of him. Imagine being uh, beside 
or around God's power and holiness. You know, I, I love God uh, the way he surprises us. God always surprises us, even when we are not ready. But God always surprises us all the time. And the seraphs, the seraphs, they are like, uh, they are like snakes, but they walk weed, very weird. They are like snakes, but they walk. They've got feet, but they walk. The seraphs. And uh, the real job is uh, to cover the real feet and the real faces and feet uh, to protect themselves from uh, the power of God, from the presence of God. In a way, they're showing fear or they're they honoring God. So they do that to honor God, to cover the real feet, to honor God. And uh, because the presence of God is too intense, to encounter. It's too intense, too strong, too powerful to encounter. That's why they protect themselves in that way. And uh, someone suggested that uh, why don't the seraphs just uh, put long socks on their feet, you know, instead of just uh, uh, using their wings? But that's the, the way uh, they, uh, they show that uh, they honor God. So because the fear of God is honoring God. The book of Psalm 111 verse 10 said that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precept have a good understanding. To him belongs eternal life. When we fear the Lord is the way we honor him. We fear because we honor God. And uh, we honor God by coming before him in humbleness, showing we are humble. Because he is the king of heaven. And then worship starts. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, the whole earth full of his glory. And then Isaiah is looking at the seraphs and the way they are worshiping God. And they're calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Holy is God Almighty, said the whole earth is full of his glory. First of all, let me say the glory of God is amongst us. And I want this glory of God which Isaiah speaks just to be present in this place right now in the name of Jesus Christ. But as Isaiah looked at the seraphs, the way they are calling to one another, holy and holy is God Almighty. And Isaiah looked at the picture and he looked at the scene and said, but I don't worship God in this way. He said, I don't worship, I'm far away from this. I don't worship God in this way. By here, Isaiah's worship time, worship ways has been challenged. His, his way to worship God has been challenged here. But the question is, how do you worship God? Do you give God a time? And I think today God want to challenge us as well the way we are worshiping him. 
and the way we would like to worship him. So it's a challenge, challenging each one of us. Or are we worshiping at all? You know the seraphs are calling, saying holy. Here even the holiness of Isaiah has been challenged. Whether he's holy or not. The book of 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 16, said, For it is written, Be holy because I am holy. As God exposed his holiness to Isaiah, he wanted his servant, his suffering servant, to be holy and to serve him in holiness. And the same things applies to us. He said, my children, be holy because I am holy. Be holy because I am holy. One of the other things I want to say about God, but because why God came to Isaiah in that vision? Because God wanted Isaiah to know him as well. To know the God Almighty. Because when we know God is, is when we enjoy him. And when we don't know him, we don't really enjoy God. But if we know God, we will be able to enjoy him. And he wanted the prophet Isaiah, not just is worshiping him, his servant, but he wants his servant to enjoy him. And then verse 3, and from verse 5, he said, Would to me I cried, I am a ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among the people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. You know, here Isaiah Vision revealed his own sinfulness. He saw, he confessed himself, he saw himself as a man of unclean lips, whose sinfulness qualified, he disqualified him to join the seraphs. So as he seen the seraphs, he said, no, I'm too unclean even to join the seraphs in worship. I'm too unclean. Isaiah was felt the guiltiness, felt it was that it was guilty. You know, sometimes when we come in the presence of God, sometimes our guilt stops us to enjoy God. Sometimes God's visions reveals our character and our faults and lead us to repentance. So here Isaiah was repenting, saying, no, I can't do this. This is too much. I can't do this. I can't do this. In a way, sometimes because we go through life 
and there is something repeating in our lives, and they are not good before God. And sometimes we give up. Because here Isaiah wants to give up. He said, no. But let me say, Isaiah, one of the greatest prophets of Israel, he's the one who prophesied the birth of Christ. He's the one who talked about big things. But he's saying, no, 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 no. I'm giving up. I'm giving up. No, 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 no. 2 Corinthians 3, 5 said, Know that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. You know, what we are and what we will become is, uh, comes from God. Comes from God. Is not about us, but it's about uh, God. I like uh, the verses 6 and 7. 6 and 7. He said, that Then one of the seraphs flew to me, and in his hand which he had taken uh, with tongues from the altar, and uh, verse 7 said, with, uh, with, 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 with it he touched my mouth, and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sins atoned. Your sins atoned. But as the prophet Isaiah uh, repents, the Bible says a true repentance leads to forgiveness and freedom. The prophet Isaiah repents. What God tells us sometimes when we feel guilty and what we have to do as a people is just be in our knees and repent to God. And when we are in our knees and repent and God is able to forgive us because he loves us so much and so much and so much. And the Bible sometimes tells us you and I, we cannot comprehend the way God loves us. We cannot know the way God loves us. We cannot comprehend. But he said that he loves us. But what he asks us when we are feeling guilty in any way, whether something small or big, we have just to kneel down and ask for repentance. And him is able to forgive each one of us. He's able. And for Isaiah... When we look, Isaiah uh, needed forgiveness and purification. But what about us? If Isaiah the prophet needed uh, forgiveness and purification, what about uh, us? We must need it even more. When we look at uh, Isaiah, and uh, from the time of uncertainty, because it was a time of uncertainty, and then uh, it comes a time of self-transformation. Now Isaiah has been transformed. And uh, these are the same thing that goes throughout our lives. And uh, throughout our lives, uh, we enter into uncertainty times. Maybe those times are frightening. And uh, we have uh, no idea what the outcome will, do, will be. But what God does, he 
too, it takes us on a process to teach us lessons as well. So that when we go through, and at the end, when we come through those uh, circumstances, at the end, we are ready. We are ready to do God's work. We are ready to make a decision. But all the way long, God is always with us. All the way long. Whether it was our mistakes, whether something happened, but as long we are in God, as long we are in Jesus, God is always with us all, all the way long. He's always with us. And the look Isaiah's, Isaiah respond to the lesson he just learned. And then verse 8 said, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. If God was asking the same question to you and I, what will we respond? Are you ready to go? Am I ready to go? You know, when God and put something in your heart, burning your heart to go, when God and, uh, allows you to have his vision, it means that uh, he, he, he has made you ready to do something about him. Whether at church, wherever where you might be. But if God, if there is something burning in your heart, that means God is already in the process to be with you, to support you, whatever he calls you to do. So when you feel, when you come at church, you feel like helping uh, left and right, do not hesitate, just do it. Because it is for Christ. Isaiah said, here I am, Lord, send me. Our verse of the year. Let me just uh, read uh, uh, Timothy first. said, those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy useful to the master and prepared to do any good work. Any good work. And uh, in the process as a Christian, God always prepares us throughout. Prepares us whether we serve coffee, whether we clean the church, God always prepares us for his work. Because he wants us to remain in his grace. Let me just uh, say that our verse of the year. He said, therefore, that's the verse of the year for 2019 for this church. It was, therefore, go and make disciples 
of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If God touch your heart and say, go and do something, whether at church, whether in Norwegian, he wants you just uh, to do it or try him, and you will see what he's going to do after. But as we look at this vision of Isaiah, God came to Isaiah to purify him. And the book of Philippians also telling us Jesus came, Jesus came on earth to us. Jesus came on earth to us. I'm just going to read verse 6. He said, Who being in a very nature God did not consider equality with God something uh, to be grasped. So the book of Philippians chapter 2 is telling us uh, Jesus, uh, God came to us in the form of Jesus Christ. So just as God came to Isaiah to purify us, uh, Jesus also came down to us uh, in, the pers- in, uh, in, in his person and uh, to purify us and cleanse us. So this vision about God coming to Isaiah, but also is a picture of Jesus Christ coming on earth to us so that we could live a purifying life. Let me finish by uh, just saying this. Jesus came so that we could know him and enjoy our lives through him. So he came so that we could know him and enjoy our lives through him. He came so that we could learn wisdom to honor him and to become true worshipers. He came so that we could live a sanctified life. And Jesus came so that we could go and make disciples of all nations. Amen.